Church. Merry Christmas. It is so good to be with you. My name is Katie Gale. I'm one of the pastors here at Wellspring. It's just truly a joy to get to worship together. If you're new with us, we want to say welcome. And we would love to invite you um, to our regular service times on Sundays at 8.30 and 10.30 starting next Sunday. Now, this morning, we have the privilege of having our kids with us in our service, um, which is awesome to have you guys with us. And because of that, I wanted to just do something different this morning and take the opportunity to read one of my favorite children's books to all of you. Um, And so I'm going to have it up on this giant screen. So kids, you can follow along. And big kids, which is all of us, I want us to follow along as well, because this is a story for all ages. And the story is The Runaway Bunny by Margaret Wise Brown. So once there was a little bunny who wanted to run away. So he said to his mother, I am running away. If you run away from me, said his mother, I will run after you, for you are my little bunny. If you run after me, said the little bunny, I will become a fish in a trout stream and I will swim away from you. If you become a fish in a trout stream, said his mother, I will become a fisherman, and I will fish for you. Always got to find the little bunny. Well, if you become a fisherman, said the little bunny, I will become a rock on the mountain high above you. Well, if you become a rock on a mountain high above me, said his mother, I will be a mountain climber, and I will climb to where you are. There he is, way up top. If you become a mountain climber, said the little bunny, I will be a crocus in a hidden garden. If you become a crocus in a hidden garden, said his mother, I will be a gardener and I will find you. This one's a little trickier. Oh no, do we find him? Oh yeah, there he is, all the way down there. If you are a gardener and find me, said the little bunny, I will be a bird and fly away from you. If you become a bird and fly away from me, said his mother, I will be a tree that you come home to. If you become a tree, said the little bunny, I will become a little sailboat and I will sail away from you. If you become a sailboat and sail away from me, said his mother, I will become the wind and blow you where I want you to go. That one's my favorite. If you become the wind and blow me, said the little bunny, I will join a circus and fly away on a flying trapeze. If you go flying on a flying trapeze, said his mother, I will be a tightrope walker and I will walk across the air to you. My son likes this one because there's a lot going on on that page. (laughs) If you become a tightrope walker and walk across the air, said the bunny, I will become a little boy and run into a house. If you become a little boy and run into a house, said the mother bunny, I will become your mother and catch you in your arms, in my arms, and hug you. Well, shucks, said the bunny. I might just as well stay where I am and be your little bunny. And so he did. Have a carrot, said the mother bunny. And so he did. I love this story for a lot of reasons. Um, One, it's because I'm a mother, and now that I'm a mother, I feel just like that little mother bunny, that no matter where my children go, I will will do anything to pursue them, to run after my kids. I love it also because I'm a child, and as I read this story, I remember the love my parents have for me. 
But more than anything, I love this story because it reminds me of God's big story in the Bible. That even from the very beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, God has done everything to run after his children that he loves so much. That even when they've wandered, he chases them. Even when it feels like they could outrun his presence, God is always near, like that mother bunny. And as we turn through the pages of scripture, the story of God's pursuit of his people jumps out everywhere we look. And so today I want to tell us another story. I want to tell us God's big story, but through the lens of the little bunny. So once upon a time, there was a man and a woman named Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve lived happily together in the garden that God had created for them. But one day, Satan, who had disguised himself as a serpent, and he wanted to deceive and draw Adam and Eve away from God's love, convinced them to eat from the tree that God told them not to. And when they did, lies entered into the world. Lies that we don't really need God, that we can't trust him, that he doesn't really love us. And along with those lies came death and evil and darkness. Sin had come into God's perfect world, and with sin came fear and hiding. God's children began to run away from God and to hide from him out of fear or shame. They started to run towards things that promised life that didn't bring it. And to this day, we as God's children continue to run away from God. And yet, just like the little bunny who wanted to run away, God always says, if you run after me, or if you run away from me, I will run after you. So as our story continues, Adam and Eve left the garden and grew into a really big family. And God made a special covenant relationship with his people through, Adam, or through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God called them the Israelites. And eventually through Joseph, Jacob's son, the Israelites ended up in Egypt where they grew into a numerous people and they became enslaved by the Egyptians. And in that terrible and difficult time, they cried out to God to save them. And guess what? God heard them and he saved them and he split open the Red Sea so the people could walk right on through to freedom. But you know what happened after they got through to freedom and they were wandering around the desert? They started to get hungry and thirsty and tired. And they started to doubt God's goodness as they wandered in the desert. And they began to look back at Egypt with nostalgia, thinking that they were better off there with food and shelter, even when they were slaves in Egypt. They were better than just trusting God in the moment that he would deliver, that he would be good, even when they couldn't see it. And they began to think like that little bunny, that it would be better to become fish in the Red Sea, swimming away from God, swimming back towards things that they could hold on to, and swimming away from their good father. And yet there's this thread of God's love, of his provision, of his desire for his people, that when they were unfaithful, when they doubted that God would give them what they needed, God was a faithful fisherman, fishing for his people, trying to catch them. Now, the Israelites continued to wander in the desert for a long time. And in that time, God was teaching them what it meant to be his people, a people who would worship him and would tell the world about him, both his words and their words and their actions. And one day, Moses, who was the leader of the people, went up to the top of a mountain called Mount Sinai. 
because he went to go and talk to God. And God also was going to give him the Ten Commandments, which is how the people were to follow Yahweh. But you know what happened? Moses was up on that mountain for a really long time. And the people started to get impatient. And they started to think that God had forgotten about them or had abandoned them. And so they thought that they needed a God that they could hold on to. So they did something really interesting. They took everyone's earrings that were made of gold and they melted them down. They decided to make a statue of a golden calf to be their God. But it was just a statue. It wasn't a real God. But they decided like the little bunny that it would be better to run away from God, to take things into their own hands, to become a rock on their own mountain rather than waiting for God from his mountain. And yet, even when they were unfaithful, even when they turned away, God, who is compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love and mercy, went after his people like that mountain climber, climbing to where they were. The Israelites wandered in the desert for a long time, and eventually they made it to the promised land. And in that promised land from God, they established judges and then kings. They built temples and grand palaces. They became known as a great and powerful nation, invading their neighbors and establishing themselves amongst their enemies. And in that time, they also started following and worshiping the gods of the people around them and not just their God, Yahweh. And they also started to neglect to care for the people that needed help, those that were hurting or vulnerable, or alone, or who didn't have a home. And they grew more and more powerful and secure, and as they did that, they turned their backs on God, the one that had created them, the one that had rescued them from Egypt, the one that had provided for them in the desert, the one that had given them this promised land, the one that had continually invited them, called them to be his people, to find their identity and their life in God alone. And he spoke to them through the prophets, and he said to his people, turn back to me, turn from your idolatrous ways, and worship me alone. And he warned them that if they didn't, if they didn't repent, and which means to turn from the way that they were living and turn towards God, that they would be exiled, they'd be sent away from their homeland. But you know what happened? Even with all these warnings, they still ran away like that little bunny, becoming like a bird flying away from God to pursue their own ways and their own comforts. And yet, the thread of God's gracious pursuit was always present. The promise that God would redeem his people, that he would make a way to forgive all of their sins and to restore this right, beautiful relationship with him. He promised that he would be like that tree that they would fly back to and find their true home in. We see all throughout scripture that the people kept trying to become like that sailboat, sailing away from God as they pursued the things of this world. And yet, God was always the wind blowing them where he wanted them to go, moving all of human history towards the moment when he himself would break in, when he would alter the course of history to make all that is wrong right again, when the thread of God's pursuit in scripture would become the all-encompassing restoration of this broken world. 
And this, my friends, is the climax to the biggest, the most incredible, and the most exciting and most important story ever told in human history. It's the culmination of God's pursuit of his children, of you and of me, of every person we see, of the rich and the poor, of the young and the old, from every tribe and tongue and nation. The peak of our story of God's relentless pursuit is that God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but will have eternal life. And in that story, God came to a young woman named Mary and told her she would be the mother of the savior of the world. And God chose not a king or a powerful ruler, but a carpenter named Joseph to be the savior's father. God used young shepherds who were out in their fields watching their sheep to be the ones that would proclaim that the Messiah is here. And that Savior, that Messiah, would be born in a manger, in a little feeding trough in a barn. In an ordinary place with ordinary people, God broke into salvation history in the most extraordinary way. He sent his only son as a baby, vulnerable, helpless, and weak, just as we are. And this baby, God's son, would live, die, and be resurrected in order to chase us down, draw us back, and catch us in his arms. God came to save. Jesus is the culmination of the thread of God's relentless pursuit of us, the people that he loves so much. Do you ever feel like that little bunny running away from God out of fear or shame or doubt? or pride. And just like that little bunny, even when we run, God goes after us. As the psalmist says in Psalm 139, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you, Lord. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. There is nowhere we can hide from God's love. Nowhere we can flee from his presence. God relentlessly, intentionally, fiercely, pursues us because he loves us, even to the point of sending his own son to break into human history to draw all people back to himself. I love the Jesus Storybook Bible, and I love reading it with my kids. I highly recommend it for those with kids, but also I just like to read it for myself. So (laughs) adults too, you can read it. But I love how it interprets Psalm 23. It says, God is my shepherd, and I am his little lamb. Now, in Scripture, God doesn't call us little bunnies, but he does call us little lambs or sheep a lot. So God is my shepherd, and I am his little lamb. He feeds me. He guides me. He looks after me. I have everything I need. Inside, my heart is very quiet, as quiet as lying still in soft green grass in a meadow by a little stream. Even when I walk through the dark, scary, lonely places, I won't be afraid because my shepherd knows where I am. He is here with me. He keeps me safe. He rescues me. He makes me strong and brave. 
He is getting wonderful things ready for me, especially for me, everything I ever dreamed of. He fills my heart so full of happiness, I can't hold it all inside. Wherever I go, I know God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love will go to. Did you catch that part? Wherever I go, I know God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love will go to. Wherever you are today, whether you're in a place of happiness or sorrow, comfort or discouragement, light or darkness, may you see God's never stopping, never giving up, relentless pursuit of you. There is nowhere you can run that God won't search for you and find you and rejoice when you have been found. And like the little bunny who ends up content just sitting in his mother's arms receiving a carrot, may you receive the simple gift of God's grace and mercy for you today. You are part of God's big story of redemption. That means God created you and desires to be in relationship with you. His heart hurts when that relationship is broken. But Jesus has sought you, pursued you, runs after you, desires relationship with you at any cost. In fact, in the most costly way of giving up his own life in order to hold you close. Christmas is the radical story of God's relentless pursuit of his people. Even when we hide or push God away or walk in sin, or run away from him, God always says, if you run away, I will run after you, for you are my child. We're going to just go into a time of reflecting and sitting with the Lord, remembering his great love for us. Maybe it's a time where you're just rejoicing of being God's presence, or maybe you just need to recognize where in your heart are you running or hiding or being like that little bunny where you need to just turn to God and experience his embrace. So our band's going to play a song. It's actually written based on this story. And then we'll go into the prayers of the people.